You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. I'm joined by Stephen Vicky. How are you? Hey. We are back again for our uh, episode in Ephesians, and we're going to keep going, but I wanted to ask you guys, how, how's things going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, really good, really yeah. awesome, yeah. Uh, amazingly busy here, yeah. and um, just not able to keep up. And you know that busy life makes life good; it really does. Yeah. And I would say that I'm the busiest I've ever been, so my life could be as good as it's ever been. Right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say busy wife, busy life, good wife, or something. Busy yeah. wife, crazy, busy life, crazy wife. I don't know. <laughs> that does that did that was that a yeah, thing? Equal is, that sign. is that a thing? Yeah. Because you're crazy. Yeah, I'll have I'm, a crazy life. I honestly am just full to the brim. You are full of the brim, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your boots on. I'm full. It was, I, I just wanted to think back to last week's episode. I, I heard a comment or two. People really enjoyed hearing your stories about uh, where you came from and how you came to meet the Lord. And Oh, I said that last week, didn't I? Both of you did, yes. <laughs> That's right. It was March 10th. And I just, you yes. know, it seems like a long week. Because Paul this, said referring to the yeah, memory of my conversion. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, this has been a lot. It feels like usually weeks are days. very fast. Yeah. This seems like a week ago was a long time ago. Really? Yeah, you for must me not have had much to do. <laughs> oh my yeah, like a blink. Like, like we're here again? Like, man, it went fast. Well, not always for you, you're here again. Oh, my goodness. I was, <laughs> I was, I've cleared so many details this That's week. That's good. Wow. Uh, well, I, I want to talk about one of the things that you're busy doing, Steve, which yeah. is, I, we mentioned a little bit, but uh, the, the Jesus Walk or whatever it ends up being called. But we're in a, I was in a meeting with you yesterday hearing about uh, this idea, and I, I just thought it would be maybe worth telling people a little bit about it. Well, it probably comes out of my childhood with the Stations of the Cross in the Catholic Church. And um, I have always, you know, even in my books and everywhere I go, I talk about the fact that the crucifix really affected me as a child. And if anything called me back to holiness, it's the crucifix. Yeah. It's the memory of his suffering. And a crucifix is not a worship of Jesus being on the cross today. It's a remembrance of the suffering, the penalty he paid for my sins, what, what sin requires from a holy God. And uh, it requires this penalty, and we call it suffering. And that one movie by Mel, Mel Gibson called it The Passion. Yeah. So we have at the top of our walk crucifix. And on your, so one path leads up. On the 91 acres. On the, on, one path acres. on our property mm-hmm. leads uphill mm-hmm. around a big corner on a path going by five maybe six statues before you mm-hmm. get to the cross mm-hmm. which is a is a crucifix mm-hmm. at the top and all the way up you're you you are in water sounds we have a water a river running mm-hmm. from a pond at the bottom and a pond at the top with waterfalls yeah. along the way right and um and statues and and old rune walls and and arches that mm-hmm. you walk under and like jerusalem and um we're, we're trying to fashion it after a jerusalem architect we're mm-hmm. not matching anything in Jerusalem. Right. Just kind of like, what does it look like today, the oldest stuff, you yeah. know? And so you make it to the top and you pass Jesus in the mm-hmm. garden. Jesus, well, you pass Jesus uh, calling, come follow me, mm-hmm. um, the Sermon on the Mount. You've Jesus in the garden saying, 
let this cup mm-hmm. pass from me, but if no other way, then your will. Yeah. Jesus carrying the cross, then falling with the cross on, on top of him. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus on the cross. And then you on the backside, at the top, there's these ponds and these waterfalls and stuff going down the hill from you. And there's an area of prayer and communion. And then as you come down, the first thing on your right is the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. Followed, you know, then different points along the way, like Jesus talking to the women, saying, quickly now go tell my disciples that I wait for them in Jerusalem. And, and then he goes down and, he, and each thing, cooking mm-hmm. fish, do you love me? Feed my sheep, yeah. tend my lambs. All the way, you know, a bunch of them. Yeah. Down to the last one is the ascension into heaven where he says, go into all the world, yeah. preach the gospel, and don't do anything until I send my spirit mm-hmm. upon you. When, when my spirit is coming upon you, you'll receive power on high. And so that's what we're building. At the bottom is a pond that has two waterfalls into it and a huge archway you mm-hmm. walk in and out of with benches everywhere for people to sit yeah. on and, and, and pray. And, yeah. and really, it's a we're trying to create a place where people feel the presence of God in yeah. a holy place. A holy place. To, a really holy yeah, place. To reflect and, and pray. I, it probably comes from my Stations of the Cross upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, those things bored me to death as a child. <laughs> um, but today, in my mind, I'm always doing the Stations mm. of the Cross. The ch- I'm always thinking of what he's saying because he's aware that he's headed to a cross. Wow. And... Um, I, I'm always in my in my worship. I'm mm-hmm. aware, and I'm usually worshiping him on the cross, because that's where he paid my debt. That's the the sentence he served for me. Yeah, it should be me on the cross, and yet instead it is him on the cross. Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, when I worship, I'll worship. You know the you know my sheep know my voice. And just Jesus on the Jesus and all the things he said. <clears throat> the sower went out to sow some seeds mm-hmm. and all those things. I will worship him along the way, but he's always aware and saying, I, mm-hmm. soon I will be, men will do bad things to yeah. me. I will be crucified. I will raise on the third day. He knows where he's going. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking up this pathway, it's we're hoping it's really good, really, really got that feeling we're looking for. Yeah. And you feel all the way, you're on the way to the mm-hmm. cross. Here he is praying, but he's on the way to the cross. Mine's yeah. on the cross. And honestly, from every place on the on the whole walk up and down, you can see the cross. The yeah. cross is not hidden from you. It's not like you come around a corner and there it is. No, he's looking down the trail yeah. at you. So it's it's That's really a cool. journey. Did you put the wooden one up yet? No, the wooden one's still in the basement. I haven't finished the okay. ends. You know, I gotta I gotta make the ends waterproof and mm. it's pretty it's pretty astounding. It's yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. It'll be I think you'll feel the presence of Jesus. Yeah. It's just the Holy Spirit. Great. And we're hoping that people can just be saved it's, it's so they know jesus and and they live their life loving jesus yeah. that's really cool mm-hmm. it's a really cool project i think that you know to our listeners if you're interested in hearing more and would maybe like to um help support make it happen because it's yeah. going to be a fundraising project then maybe uh, you can send us an email or shoot us a message and we'd love to hear from you it's so. either the jesus experience or the walk of jesus or something <laughs> we're not exactly sure yeah. yet the, but it's name. gonna have jesus in it's, it for it's sure. gonna be about jesus and the, the place name to of meet jesus. jesus and it's yep. gonna be wonderful so, last week we talked about Ephesians yes. 3, and we talked about faith and grace and all how all mm-hmm. that works together and yeah. how we're called according to his purpose and all those things. And today we're going to move forward into Ephesians 4, and it's again it starts with a therefore statement. So I'm going to yeah. actually uh, read the end of, of uh, 3, which says, uh, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask, or think according to the power of, that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And then it says, Therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner 
worthy of the calling with which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't really leave a lot of room for any other decisions regarding different religions yeah. or, or how you should live. There, it was really spelled out yeah. there that there's one body, one spirit, yeah. just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is over all and through all in all. It's like, it's like I think it's an all-encompassing full list right there yeah. of who God is. Yeah. And we often talk about here is, that, you know, sometimes we want to make him in our own image, but he's saying that we need to live, be diligent and live according to the manner the wor- that he's worthy of the calling mm-hmm. which has been in you and the way Jesus lived. So, I mean, it's like he was our example. Jesus, you just put Jesus in there. Mm-hmm. with all. Jesus was humble and gentle and patient and tolerant and, and in love. Yeah. He died for us, and it's like... I think that's a, a incredible amount of scriptures, uh, and um, amazing. So, Paul says he's a prisoner of the Lord several yeah. times for yeah. the sake of the Gentiles. Right. Here to walk in the manner, imply because I'm a prisoner yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. And it's really funny. I'm a prisoner of the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. We we really equate it to I'm a prisoner of Rome. Mm-hmm. That's good. And who serves the Lord? But he's a prisoner he to the was, Lord, yeah. and it's it's very same meaning as when he says uh, Paul a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. He's saying I am owned. Mm-hmm. I am captivated. I am captured by the Lord, and his and, and his reason in Re- Ephesians for writing is there's a lot of different people are taking this taking the teachings of Jesus and making their own way, mm-hmm. you know. Jesus is the way, and they're making a way. Mm-hmm. And Paul is saying there's only, you know, there's one body, one spirit, yeah. and just one hope. Your calling is to one hope, not this other stuff. And, you know, so often someone will quote Scripture to me, and you know the Bible says, and they'll quote it to me, mm-hmm. and they'll have a whole theology about it. And I'll say, well, you know, it's impossible for that to mean what you said. Mm-hmm. There are 45 other scriptures that would have to be wrong. They're, they're straight up. They're straight as an arrow. And they would all have to be wrong for that interpretation. You have to ignore all of them to take mm-hmm. this one and interpret it the way you did. I'm not saying it doesn't say the words you said. They'll say, no, it does, and they'll look it up. And, they'll sh- and, and mm-hmm. sure enough, when they read it the way they read it, it says exactly what they mm-hmm. said, which means the rest are wrong. Right. And it really is. And so you, you go back and you read it, and... Um, you know, and and I and they open it up, and I say, well, why don't you read the four, five, six verses before it? Mm-hmm. And they read it out loud, and I say, now read that verse. Now read the four or five verses after. Yeah. And honestly, I don't have to teach them. When I get people to just look at what it says mm-hmm. and who he's talking to and what it, right. they go, oh, it doesn't say that at all. Mm-hmm. No, in fact, it says the exact opposite. Yeah. It actually defends the opposite of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it really is common. And mm-hmm. and so to me, it's just to take the, this understanding that we're one body called for one hope, for one purpose, and that's to glorify Jesus Christ and his name, yeah. to bring it to people and rescue them from the places they 
been put, whether they some are born into it, some create it, some some make it there. Some other times other people enforce it upon them. Sometimes other people inflict it upon mm-hmm. them. And people are in all different positions in all different places in this world. And, and he's saying, but to each one, no matter where you come from or who you are, grace is given to you. And when we come together as the body, we're supposed to be of one mind, one yeah. spirit, one baptism, one faith, one hope. Yeah. And it's all in the fact that Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sins. Mm-hmm. And Paul is a prisoner to this message of Christ. I like that. And he's a man who uh, objected to it. Yeah. You know, he, he, was, he was putting people in prison for Christ, and he objected to it. And now he's a prisoner to this message. And he's trying to tell them, you can't create your own message. You can't mm-hmm. say, they're arguing, you know, like you can tell they're arguing mm-hmm. about what is the spirit and what is the, the flesh. Right. What part of the flesh is redeemed and can do anything Mm. you know like well god hasn't changed (laughs) god hasn't changed his mind he made a new covenant but he didn't say okay all all everything goes Mm -hmm. he said what he said and he is who he is and and nothing's changed about that and paul goes on to say that the true faith the true the true hope Mm -hmm. the true baptism the true the person that really has jesus as lord meaning you know warden of the prison or master of the slave house um, or father of the children, Mm -hmm. you know, leader, Lord and Savior, that's the one that understands that the works of the flesh are this, Mm -hmm. and they will never see the kingdom of heaven. People who do these things will never see the kingdom of heaven, and people who walk by the Spirit do these things, and he's trying to tell them that. And that's, I think, more than anything, what this is all about is to remind them that he didn't go to the prison door and open it and let you out. Now go do what you want. You're, you're, you're forgiven now for everything, and everything you're going to do is forgiven, so you don't have to worry about what you do. Mm-hmm. Just go eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die, and you'll be forgiven. He's, not, he's telling him that's not the case. He's trying to, Paul's trying to remind him that Jesus takes you prisoner. He takes okay. you captive. He owns you, and you give your life to him. The life you screwed up and you owe a debt for, he paid the debt. He opens the prison door, lets you out, but then he steps in the prison door and closes the door, and he serves the sentence. He takes, unties you from the whipping post, lifts you up and says, go on, my son, mm-hmm. and then he grabs the whipping post and takes the lashes for you. That's the picture he's trying to you know, paint that God literally became flesh. He ascended to earth to live in a human body, to suffer, to live and suffer and be perfect, you know, not sinful, show us the possibilities of it in a human body, then suffer and pay the penalty for the sins of all, become sin, it says, yeah. um, you know, to be to heal by his stripes, mm-hmm. to, to deliver by his death, to conquer death and overcome it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's saying here. That's really good. And, and tell us that, that's telling the Ephesians, all of these different factions, you can't have your own faction. Mm-hmm. You can't have your own way. There's only one way. You don't get to say, this is the way. Right. You have to say, he is the way. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting, that, um, what stands out, what Steve's talking about, is, is that I, in my flesh, I would not have said I'm the prisoner of the Lord, but a prisoner of Butte County or the, <laughs> or the state of California. And, yeah. and it's interesting that he really is a prisoner in Rome. And... He, that's not how he starts it. It's, it's really a matter of who he really knew what his mission was. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is, I implore you, implore you to walk in the manner worthy of the calling in which you have been called, 
imploring, I think, means to be begging, a begging, uh, imploring, a, a very strong, yeah. you know, beseeching. And he's lived both sides. He's lived the religion. He's, you know, and he was a good, he was a good Jew, according to the religious, you know, religious times. Jew of Jews. Jew of, uh, he was a Jew of Jews. Yeah. And um, he, it's interesting, his, his salvation, his turnaround is so stark. And, um, you know, I, I often tell people, you know, who have come through really circuitous uh, histories and pasts, it's like, basically, have you killed Christians? And, you know, most, for the most part, they haven't. And it's like, well, Paul did. And he, he, he actually was very good at it and very boastful about it. And, and then he met Jesus, of course, in Damascus, on the road to Damascus. And, and for him, for both sides, I mean, just the, the incredible uh, re- revelation that Paul has lived and, and walked through and, and that he, he's imploring us. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I would probably beg people to be authentic Christians and live according to the manner uh, as Jesus is your guide. Yeah. That's what did good. Jesus do? You know, really, we used to wear it as a little um, wristband, what, yeah. WWJD. Yeah. But the truth is, really, he is our guide and our example. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul really got that. Being in prison, he was he gave no credit to the Roman prison. He, he, he wasn't in a Roman prison. He was, He's a prisoner for the Lord to make straight the path. So That's really good. I think it's pretty cool. You know, Luke, I, I quite often ask questions of the crowd. Raise your hand. Yeah. You know, if is your life the best it's ever been? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people raise it that aren't, aren't mm-hmm. telling the truth. And other people don't understand the question, but generally, the vast majority mm-hmm. of people following in our in our church here raise their hand that and they and they testify. I mean, yeah. they testify in, at dinners, they testify mm-hmm. at gatherings. You know that man. Since I've come here, I just um, my my whole thing is upped its game. My mm-hmm. whole walk is upped its game. You know, and I think that quite often I ask the question: Has anyone ever here ever lived a belief system that doesn't work? Wow. Mm-hmm. It, and you look back and have a Christian belief, a Christianity that mm-hmm. doesn't work. And you look back and you go, I don't know why I kept believing is more out of fear than anything, because I really was not seeing the results of my Christianity. And they didn't even know the results they were looking for. Mm-hmm. But back then they would have said, yeah, they are getting it. But looking back, they said, no, I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I honestly was miserable, still hated myself and didn't believe in anything. And, and had a really hard time trusting. I had to take care of me. I had to, you know, do you have a Christianity that didn't work for you? It didn't produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is what Christianity works mm-hmm. means. You didn't have access. You couldn't, you know, when you're in a panic, you couldn't stop and go, wait a minute. The Lord's got this. Yeah. I trust in him and, and find peace. Mm-hmm. Holy, you couldn't access the Holy Spirit for what he has living inside of you. It's in me. I can have it. Yeah. If I'll, and so what he said, you know, and, and people don't want sometimes to, hear what I'm saying about the wind of doctrine and everything everyone decides to believe. And the reason when you just go verse by verse, it blows people up because they've chosen not to believe those things Mm -hmm. because they chose, they found a verse that says, I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens strengthens me. And they just want to live on that one. They want to claim it on everything and they want to, you know, this is going to charge me. But, but when you go home and you have to apply Christ to your crisis, even if it's temptation behind closed doors, if it's weakness, if it's all these things, they don't apply it because they don't have the rest of the story. They don't. They didn't start from a sure foundation, mm-hmm. a rock, a house built on the rock. Yeah. And this verse, this section right mm-hmm. here, 
He's telling them, you can no longer be children tossed by the wind, by the waves, carried yeah. away by every wind of doctrine, mm-hmm. by the trickery of men. Yep. Because that's exactly the craftiness and deceitful scheming. Look how many times uh, uh, he called them children. He said tossed here and there by waves, yeah. carried about by wind, where, where trickery of this men. Later down in 14, verse 14. Later, later on, yeah. craftiness and deceitful yep. scheming. I mean, it really does. After he just he just lifts Jesus up and mm-hmm. makes him look good, ascended, he descended, did all these things, mm-hmm. he did all this for you, until any and this is this way until we all attain this unity of the faith, meaning we come back to the truth. Mm-hmm. And today, the the most incredible thing, starting down further, is that why he wrote this is because they were being thrown all over the place. Yeah. They were tossed by wow. the wind, blown by the yeah. waves. They they followed, grabbed onto anything that felt good. Anything mm-hmm. that and here we're trying to say it doesn't always feel good. Right. To have him call, have him warn you that if you do these things, or even tell you to turn the other cheek. I mean, I love that one because <laughs> that's like my least no favorite one wants, idea. No one wants to do it. Nobody wants to do that. And yet he says we as followers do this. And it's like well where do I get a doctrine that allows me to believe that if I I must turn the other mm-hmm. cheek. I can't ignore that. And yet so many doctrines just sweep you away into this idea that, you know, that's okay. Well, I would rather believe these things, Mm -hmm. but you, but you have to believe everything. You have to have it all. You have to have the doctrines of the, of the teachings of Jesus Christ. They have to be. And and how do you know them if you don't study them, if you don't preach them and listen to them and eat them and drink them and breathe them and talk them all the time. But that's what he's, these verses, the buildup of Jesus, you know, the referring back to my salvation, you can see what's possible. And then there's this buildup of Jesus who ascended from heaven to become a man and suffered all these things paying all this price and he did it so that we could become one yeah. we could have we could all have the same belief now go christian to christian today we don't, i mean there's a pastor's dinner coming up and nobody at that table agrees mm-hmm. you know we all think it says something different and and that's the confusion of christianity mm-hmm. and so there's this confused idea and there's this christianity that doesn't work well i'm saying to you and everyone listening that paul the apostle is telling them there's a christianity that yeah. works and you're being carried away to ones that don't work. Mm-hmm. And you you can no longer act that way. You can't be children about this. You can't say, well, if I did that, it'd make me uncomfortable. If I did that, I would be broke. Yeah. If I did that, I wouldn't be able to go to movies on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have popcorn at the movie. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. If I did that, I'd never be able to go on vacation. If mm-hmm. I did that, I'd never have any time to myself. If I did that, I'd be lonely. Mm-hmm. And it's like Paul's saying, well, you don't have a right to do that. That's what children act. Yeah. Children are sensory perception type people. They mm-hmm. they want what they want. Right now. Because right? yeah. what they sense, they yeah. feel it. I it's want really that. Good. They see it. They They're want selfish. it. Mm-hmm. He's saying you can't be children anymore. You can't be blown by the wind. You can't be tossed by the waves. Yeah. You can't be t- deceived by the trickery of men. And I don't guys saying it today, they're not trying to trick anybody. But someone back along the line of that doctrine was tricking people. Yeah. And then it caught on and became its own religion. Yeah. But if it's not the rock of Jesus Christ, the revelation of the truth, that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and if you and if you want to follow him, you deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. And if you hear his words and act upon them, your house will be on a rock and you won't be blown by wind or beat by waves. Your door will your house will stand in this day of trouble, mm-hmm. in the storm. He's not promising no trouble. Huh. He's promising to be with you in trouble. That's really good. He's promising to be with you Peace in disappointments. Yeah. You know, he's promising to give you the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, which is, you know, and he gives nine of them, 
And, and he's, that's what he's saying. This is accessible to yeah. you. You now have a store, an unending buffet of these nine things, and you can starve to death standing next to a buffet. Yeah. Or you can access them by being filled with the Holy Spirit and letting these verses teach you that, wait a minute, I don't want to be tricked by men or blown mm-hmm. away. I want to follow up. What's Paul saying here? He's a prisoner of Jesus yeah. Christ? Maybe I should be a prisoner of yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm. So does all these different in this time we see it a little bit in Ephesians here and I think we see it again later in uh, some of his letters where does the Gentiles were trying to bring in all the different ideas right based on the spirituality they'd had before the religions that they followed before right. and, and creating those all this confusion I think it's in Corinthians where he talks again about like you know it's by one spirit one you know there's not all these different things that you're following it's all by the Lord right and mm-hmm. I think that often Maybe we don't follow other religions and other spirits right now in, in modern day society, but we have other voices that we're listening to, right? That we're we're trying to mix that in with our faith, right? And they become instead of having instead of taking what he says seriously as we should and making that the number one source of information, we kind of like fit, try to fit it into our lives with everything else, right? Yeah, we mix yeah. it. We yeah. it's, it's like a it's like America. It's a yeah. melting pot. You just take everything. And, you know, children are very, very self-centered and very selfish and mm-hmm. demand what they want. And, you know, discipline has to come yeah. because because our, our, our flesh is so evil. And I think just to, to piggyback what Steve yeah. said, because we haven't said it for a while, is that the way that we feel like the Lord is telling us is that we need to read Jesus. We mm-hmm. need to read it in in the um, context of, of of the stories, mm-hmm. the gospels. Reading the gospels in context and not deciding that that doesn't really work for your life. Yeah. But we're we're called Christians, mm-hmm. and we should probably example our life after Christ. Yeah. And to read the words, read about his life and what he said, and then read and then of course read the um, mm-hmm. epistles and the letters yeah. and stuff because. Um, been a Christian for almost 43 years. Steve's been a Christian 47, and it's um, good churches, good churches mm-hmm. all over the world. Um, however, sometimes if in the ones I've gone to have just they decided to do it like a um, you know what's it called a theme dri- driven or yeah. they Series. just cherry pick yeah. a, a scripture. And I think you just said it is that you know you need to know who, what, where, when yeah. he's talking to before and after because you can make you can literally make this say anything. Yeah, but. When we started reading the words of Jesus in context, and uh, the Lord said, you know, just listen, my God actually said in the Sermon of uh, the Transfiguration, is, you know, the Law and the Prophets, Elijah and, and Moses were there, and, mm-hmm. and basically they poofed away, and, and the voice came down and said, this is my son, listen to him. Yeah. So those were good for the day, and they're still good stories, and, and because God doesn't change, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but we're under the new covenant, and they were under the old covenant. So if we're under the new covenant, shouldn't we read what the covenant is mm-hmm. and read it according to what God says right. it is? Um, and so for us, when you you read this, it's so challenging. We we at the Father's House have gone through the Gospels for for 24 years now, and every, every service, it's just the next in line mm-hmm. uh, Gospel that we're going to. And, and every time, I'm like, I, I don't think I remember that being, you know, <laughs> It's just so full of life. There's richness. Yeah. It's rich, yep. and I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't, you know. And we've been through the Gospels twice now, Steve. One At the Father's house, yeah. Yeah, and so I, th- I, I just want to expound on what he said really is that good. I would challenge everybody out there to just take a season and and 
read the Gospels four times, just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Turn off uh, all the other, you know, all the other sounds and voices, and and stop reading all your books from your favorite author, and just read Jesus because we're Christians and we need to fall back in love. Some of us have have um, lost our first love. And he, he, does, he doesn't seem to think that's a great thing to, lo- <laughs> to lose your first love. No. And I don't think it's figuratively. And I'm not taking it figuratively. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the words of Jesus and saying, wow, I really lack that. Yeah. I don't want to turn my other cheek. I, I am tossed. I am carried. Yeah. Even with the words of Jesus, I'm still motivated by my own um, desires, wants, mm-hmm. and selfishness. So. These scriptures you've read, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Where did you end? You ended at? I ended at? Eleven? Six, but we can go we can Oh you did? Yeah, yeah. but we can keep on going down. Okay, so these this yeah, this whole this whole subject yeah. of there's one body and all yeah. that, the unity yeah. of it. Yeah. So after his you know, nine or ten mm-hmm. somewhere in there, uh, at eleven he he's talking about the reason we should be unified and that's what he's getting at, the yep. unity of one yes. faith, one mind and all that. Down near 11, he says, he gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And the purpose of that was equipping the saints for the work of service. Right. Service. Now, lately, some people have taken this out. And I mean, I, this is probably my favorite scripture as describing how people just take something and mm-hmm. run with it and make a complete theology of it. And they say, this is how he designed the church with mm-hmm. these five offices. Well, there's about 12 offices named in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of them. But these five Paul used to say the purpose of these five, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, is for the work to equip to the work of work of the saints, to the work of service, to the building up yeah. of the body of Christ. And what I've seen is it used in, in generally many places, not everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. not indicting you if you, you believe this fivefold ministry stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've created this a system that is all about uh, this place of honor. Right. Huh. And that's exactly the opposite of what it's saying. It's supposed to build us into unity. Service. Not, not division, like this guy's been given an important job, important mm-hmm. job, why not me? He's supposed to have a job of service, to serve, the, serve for the purpose of works of service yeah. so that the body be would built. be unified. Right. That's the whole thing. And it's not... All the churches get together in one building in a town now. It's every church that is together become unified at least with itself. Right. And and that isn't necessarily the case no. um, everywhere. That the ch- ch- you know the people of the church are you know my life belongs to this body and mm-hmm. what's good for this body is good for me and what's good for me is good for this church. Right. And I you you got to work day man I'll be there because mm-hmm. this is God's church. This is together, God's yeah. body. This is my people. These are uh, you know. The elderly are taken care of. The widows are covered. The the orphans are are, are parented because mm-hmm. the body of Christ takes on the service of unity, and the and the five offices he describes here, which are only five of many, mm-hmm. um, they work tirelessly to produce works of service, yeah. huh. teaching people to for works of service. The prophets calling them out. Mm-hmm. Get busy. The pastor, the apostle, is trying to culturalize them to a work of ser- to a life of servitude, yeah. being servants of all. Because the, Paul knows, Jesus said, if you want to be great, you got to be a servant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get called to be a teacher. It's to serve people and teach them how to serve people. Yeah. Teach them how to be great. It's good. Teach them how to, to love one another mm-hmm. as I have loved you. 
And instead of the churches now, it's everybody's waiting for these offices to serve them. Oh, yeah. t- tell me, tell me, tell me, you know, teach me. Um, it's, you know, uh, the offices are for the purpose of making me great, mm-hmm. encouraging me to be unified, laying my life down for my brother, no greater love, mm-hmm. uh, serving my, you know, serving my neighbor, mm-hmm. loving my neighbor, serving the least of these. That's what these five people are supposed to be doing. And yet this has turned into a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. People have conferences and they'll list it. They have this apostle and that prophet at this conference. Mm-hmm. Well, those are those are in-town jobs. Those are apostle jobs. Mm-hmm. All of them are part of teaching a group of people on a daily basis, day in, day out, teaching the Ephesians how to be a body together, unified together in the works of service, mm-hmm. loving their neighbor as they have been loved, laying their life down for their brother, which is the greatest love, you know, going the extra mile, yeah. mm-hmm. giving the chief seat up, yep. yeah. le- giving and not lending, mm-hmm. Giving to every man that asks. You want to be great. This is what these five apostles, or these five officers Officers, are supposed to be doing. So how do they do that? By doing it themselves. Mm. And yet, if they write a book, you know, and they get rich, that's God's blessing. Mm. But what Jesus is saying is, sell all that you have. I mean, love, love. Mm -hmm. Like, I gave you what I have. Give what you have away. And that's, it's, it's, it's a complete upside down reversal of what mm. these things are really calling you to do. If you have one of those ministries as apostle, okay. pastor, prophet, prophet teacher, <laughs> I missed one. Evangelist. <laughs> Evangelist. Yeah. Evangelist. Yeah. yeah, I said pastor, yeah. but, um, and for the equipping yeah. of the saints for the works of service, yeah. which we're service. all supposed to be leading people to greatness. Someone comes to me now for gas money and they're broke and they're using their car as service. Mm. And they're running these girls all over town to get uh, in in this job of helping save these people's mm-hmm. lives. And they say, can the church pay for my gas? And I say, we certainly can, but why don't we trust Jesus and teach you how to trust him and see the blessing of God in your life that, to know that he will take care of your gas money mm-hmm. and let's just watch what happens. Mm-hmm. And um, in, all, in all these years, I really don't think too many people have ever come back to me to ask, okay, I tried it, it w- didn't work. He's always taking care of them. They always go, you know what? Once I stopped looking for the church to take care of me mm-hmm. and started looking for me to take care of the church, mm. um, me Good. serving Jesus and saying my faith should at least produce the $15 I need per week for gas. That was yeah. before this last week. Well, now yeah. it's 30 but <laughs> Now it's you know, 50 Now you got to get a mortgage. 15 is gas. 50 yeah. <laughs> but you follow you what I'm saying, right? Gas. Yeah. Jesus isn't broke. And so... He can afford the gas they, now? So their faith, their faith causes you know, this upswing yeah. and all of a sudden they realize instead of being a burden on the tr- to the church, uh, these, these rides, mm-hmm. they are now, uh, they, their faith Service. has increased yeah. and they have a testimony to these girls, yeah. man, this Jesus has come through for me. I didn't know how I was going to do this and gas prices increasing like crazy. Yeah. Didn't know how I was going to do this, but he's Amen. taking care of me. Yeah. He's come through for me. It's good. And it's that's what good. these pastors prophets, apostles, teachers, and evangelists are yep. supposed to do. That's really good. And teach us the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, Paul is such a great example of one that, you know, going back to last week with his, con- he had this conversion and everything changed, right? And he, he lived to point everybody then to Jesus from his attitude of being the prisoner of the Lord to the way he lived his life yeah. was all to point people towards knowing God and serving God and, serving, and, yes. and living this life of one lord and i think um paul literally said i'm sorry to interrupt you paul literally said 
maybe if you're lucky, you can be in prison too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He, I mean, yeah. he said you can be yeah. beaten too. Yeah, if you're if you're fortunate. That doesn't feel like lucky to most. If you're of us. chosen. Yeah. I mean, we're like, ah, let's skip. That's the one I want to skip. I'd rather not. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I want to skip. But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's good. I, just that idea of, you know, that that 180 turnaround, and I think we. It it's, it just always comes back to that awkwardness, maybe, or difficulty we find in going from uh, a life completely sold out for this purpose. You know, it's like, I, like you said, I want the church to serve me, or I want my faith to serve me. That's I want, really good. you know, I want I'm coming to the Lord for His benefits rather than I'm coming to the Lord because He's Lord. And I think there's that that thinking that needs to change in our hearts mm. and in our minds, right? Well, I think it's falling in love with Jesus. Yeah. People, we, we sell it now as come, God will bless you. Let's right. go see the wizard. He'll give you yeah. something new. Yeah. And it's, it's this fairy tale thing. Yeah. And I think that the real critical um, need mm-hmm. we have in Christianity today is to teach people, I want to introduce you to Jesus. I think when you meet him, you're going to fall in love with yeah. him. And I think that's really the difference. Yeah. Come to him. And if you give him your life, even though you don't think he would want it, mm-hmm. I mean, who would want it? Right. In my life, I don't even know who would want it. I mean, mm-hmm. I had some, I had some mad skills at certain sports, and I don't know who would want my life mm-hmm. just for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I failed at everything, yeah. you know, especially relationships. Yeah. I felt like I was useless, and I'm going to give him a life. Well, why would he want that? Yeah. And That's when good. he took it, he took it, and he did not reject me. It was yeah. like, wow, I love this guy. Yeah. I love this Lord. I, I, I ran from him all my life. Yeah. But I think it's the real falling in love with Jesus is really the deal. And if we, and what we told people in those days was to read His words. But mm-hmm. you know, of course, me and Vicky, we still are. But it's not a common, common. And now it's watered down with all the words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, 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 they are not the new covenant, mm-hmm. which is a covenant to forgive your sins, not by erasing them, but by by paying yeah. for them. Right. I think it's the other thing we forgot, and I didn't forget, and I could I could be thankful to my Catholic upbringing for this. Someone had to pay for mm-hmm. everything I've done. Yeah, and it was going to be me. Yeah, and it wasn't me. He's he is still even today paying for what I did. Amen. My sins good. are upon him on that cross, and he became sin so that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to. He he was broken so that I didn't have to be broken. Yeah, and I think falling in love with him, a revelation of Jesus Christ. I think it's important to, have a, to actually translate that and say, does this mean God actually loves me? Mm. I think that's important. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I think what we've, we're all doing now, we're all telling him, come, let's go see the wizard, and he'll give you a new yeah. heart. And well, let's, you know, he'll, you'll have this, and mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, he'll bless you, and he'll, yeah. he'll, he's, he's good. He'll give you many good things. And I, I think that's good. To, I think being blessed is a good thing to mm-hmm. understand. But I don't want everybody, what I seem to know, be preaching against is forgetting to teach yeah but your life is laid down mm-hmm. if he's if you come to him your life is laid down yeah your life is really supposed to be forfeit that's good it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me he comes and makes his home in my my shell my body mm-hmm. it's supposed to be his house yeah his rules his life yeah and he bought that right. That's really good. And I think that could be what we're missing in teaching in the unity. Yeah. And if, if, if that's true, if we teach that and people get it, they start to see Jesus and fall in love with the fact that he even takes care of their gas. Mm. But they didn't even, they didn't, ex- I don't expect you to take package. care of my gas. Yeah. I, t- I just, I want to love you with the last penny of gas I have. 
and not try to get someone else to pay my price. I want to pay it myself and then watch him come along like a father to a small child. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, the, and the father covers it, mm-hmm. takes right. away, puts another quarter under your pillow. Good. You know? That's really and, good. And, he, and, he, and, he, and he comes and blesses mm-hmm. you and you, wow, he takes care of me. We should, we should re- have that revelation. He takes care of yeah. me. And then we should testify. Yeah, he loves me. He, yeah. I get so many good things, but I don't serve him for those good things. I serve him for what he already did for me. Yeah. Amen. I serve him for who he already is to me. Yeah. I met him. I fell in love with him. And I think that should be the impetus. Then we start reading this book and we start reading it. I think we can start reading it and understanding it better when I'm reading it so that I can love him better. Amen. I'm reading it so I can understand his point of view. That's really good. good. I count myself as uh, really uh, blessed and fortunate in that I was earlier on in my story, you know, in my faith with Jesus, I I met him, he was real, and I kind of came to the Lord not really looking for him. It was kind of like I found myself in a position where I, I suddenly met him, he's real, and I'll be honest that in, in the early days for me, I I was kind of like, oh, he's real, and I I came into a charismatic movement, and the, there was a lot of like, the Lord will fill your life and change your life, and I have a, uh, for those who just listen on on the podcast and don't see the visuals, I, I was born with a disability, and there was this kind of idea that, okay, now I follow Jesus, and now the Lord's going to heal me, and it's going to be great, and and it was kind of this, this traction that part of my heart was going on, and he really... Um, you know, I ended up moving here at 19 and the Lord really, you guys really brought this message to my attention of, well, it's really not about the blessing of God. It's about you learning to love him and not just love him by singing songs, but love him through your life and your actions and laying your life down in service. And you've really uh, demonstrated that it is all, it is about living for him. And what that's done in me is just this, this uh, amazement of, wow, Lord, you, you would love me. You would accept me. You would, even use me mm-hmm. despite my flaws and my frailty and the things I thought disqualified me for so many years. You, yeah. you would choose Amen. to love me and use me and That's use, so use and that, it, right, know. and that I would get Service. to be part of this work that you're doing on the earth. As yeah. you know, it's such a privilege. It's such a privilege. It's a blessing, and I'm every day. You know, well, maybe not every day because every so often I might fall into the category of forgetting this, but I try yes. to remember oh, every day. I can't imagine. You know? Yeah. But like, he is. How amazing it is to be used by him. How amazing I, it is to be loved it by was, him. It's interesting you said because yeah. yesterday was after Sarah, our pastor, spoke on a Wednesday night, and I, and there's lots of pa- lots of pastors up there yeah. praying for people, and I just had that overwhelming mm-hmm. sense is that you would use me mm-hmm. in any capacity to change anyone's life. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I couldn't have changed anyone's life to yeah. without Jesus. I couldn't even change my own. So, I mean, it's yeah. like the, the ability to, in service to the king, to continue to remember what you said, you know, and that that is to be thankful. And be, we are children yeah. tossed by the waves. We shouldn't be children tossed by the waves. Yeah. And the, and the what to say, the, just the confusion of the world. Right. So, it's a good message, Jake. Yeah, that's a good message. Good job. But yes, yeah, so, uh, thanks again, guys, for check, checking us out today and listening, and we hope you join us next time. Look forward to it. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. a great week. God bless. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.